0: Well, Father, we just thank you for the holy word of God. We come to it with reverence and honor. We we fear you, we honor you, we esteem you. We thank you that the word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, and that your word has the power and the potential to transform and change any circumstance, any life. And we thank you for it, that it's taking place now, right here, right now. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. All right. Well, if you guys are taking notes, this message is entitled, In All You're Getting, Get Wisdom. Joe Cool, man, I tell you what. I love you, man. You guys are awesome back there. Steve-O coming up in the ranks. Proud of you, brother. In all you're getting, get wisdom. You know, in these last days in this fallen world that we live in, it is so essential that we pursue the wisdom of God. We need the wisdom of God to navigate these waters because how many know the waters are getting muddied in this world? And 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 what was once evil is now good, and what was now good is now evil. What were absolutes are now subject to change. If it feels good, do it. In all you're getting, get wisdom. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 5 through 8 it says, Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn from them. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will guard you. I like this. Wisdom is supreme wisdom is supreme so acquire wisdom and whatever you may acquire gain understanding and verse 8 prize her and she will exalt you if you embrace her she will honor you that was proverbs 4 5 through 8 you know there proverbs is just laced and saturated with nuggets of wisdom primarily from king solomon and and there is so much good, there is so much truth that we can extract from there. Wisdom is more precious than jewels. Wisdom is more precious than anything else this life can offer us. I love the story of uh, Solomon. In uh, this is for you, Steve. First Kings chapter three, verses five through fourteen. This is King Solomon as he's getting ready to uh, take over for King David as king of Israel. And uh, in verse 5, we, we see some pretty profound things here. 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5, and uh, we're going to read through verse 14. Verse 5, it says, One night at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream. And God said, Ask, and I will give it to you. Now, we could just stop there for a minute. What if God showed up at your doorstep and said, ask anything and I'll give it to you? Now, we could find out real quick the condition of your heart based on your response. Based on how we respond to a question like that will determine what we really value. You know, Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So God's saying, ask, and I'll give it to you. Man, the king of the universe ask. you know, can I win the lottery? You know, (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of things that our flesh would potentially cry out for. But his dad was a man after God's own heart. And I got to believe that he gleaned a few things from him. Verse 6 says, Solomon replied, you have shown much loving devotion to your servant my father David because he walked before you and I like this in faithfulness righteousness you know God's big on faithfulness that, that, that's that's one of the key criterias for serving God is being faithful um, he walked with you before you in faithfulness righteousness and uprightness of heart And you have maintained this loving devotion by giving him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Verse 7. And now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in my father David's place. So he's realizing, man, I got some big shoes to fill here. But I am only a little child. I'm just a, a young buck. Not knowing how to go out or come in. You know, that in itself is, is good wisdom saying, hey, I'm not that smart. You know, the more I find out, the more I, the more I learn, the more I find out I really don't know. People that talk that way probably have attained some wisdom. Uh, but it goes on to say, let's see, verse 8. Where are we at? Verse 8, thank you. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a people too numerous to count or number. Therefore, give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people and to to discern between good and evil. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? Verse 10. Now it pleased the Lord that Solomon had made this request. So God said to him, since you have asked for this instead of requesting long life or wealth, for yourself, or death for your enemies, but you have asked for discernment, or you could say wisdom, to administer justice or to lead God's people, behold, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart. That needs to be our prayer and heart cry. God, I need a wise and discerning heart to live my life for you. So that there has never been, nor will ever be, another one like you verse 13 moreover i will give you what you did not request both riches and honor so that during all your days no man in any kingdom will be your equal so if you walk in my ways and keep my statutes and commandments just as your father david did i will prolong your days isn't it interesting how he asks for the one thing in all of your asking in all of your wanting ask and pursue wisdom and as he put the first things first, asking for wisdom, God gave him both riches and honor and life. It, you know, it's really in, in alignment with Matthew 6:33. When we seek first the kingdom of God and his word and his priorities, all the other stuff is going to be added unto us. But God's desiring our heart to be in alignment with his so that the blessing doesn't corrupt us. It actually remains a blessing rather than a curse. So as I was saying earlier, Proverbs is just saturated with, with nuggets of wisdom. Things to do, things not to do. You know, we can look at King Solomon's life, and there is such, you know, if you read through 1 Kings and look at how he started out asking for God's wisdom. And um, help me out, the, uh, the queen of Sheba. Was hearing about the great wisdom that Solomon was imparting into the people. And she's like, Man, I got to see this guy for for myself. And she came out and saw him and, and was just blown away by the wisdom that he was able to give. There's a story there shortly after where two prostitutes who had each had a baby and one of them rolled over on the baby and killed it. And the two, and then the other lady swapped the kids out. That seems crazy. It's like, don't you know your kid? Couldn't you, you know. But anyways, they go before King Solomon and say, you know, no, that dead baby's hers. No, that, no, that's her dead baby. The one living is mine. No, that's my baby. And Solomon, in his wisdom, and it's such a profound story, I encourage you to read it. He took a sword and said, all right, bring me the living child. Bring him up here, and we'll go ahead and dice that puppy right down the center, and we'll divide it between the two of you. Now, quickly, we recognize who the mother is, because any mother in the house would say, you know what, I would rather give up my child and then live than try to hoard them to myself and then be sacrificed. And so it was quickly revealed that the true mother said, no, she can have her, just let her live and he said, you know what, that's a mother, take your child and get on out of here. That is what the wisdom of God can do. It gives you wisdom, it gives you counsel, it gives you insight into your life, into how to be led by the Spirit in every situation. When people come to you with challenging questions or circumstances in their lives that you just want to scratch your head, and in your own natural ability, don't have the answer I tell you what, the wisdom of God is at your disposal at all times, accessible to you, asking him for that wisdom. James said, just, just like Jesus said about asking for the Holy Spirit, he'll give liberally. Anyone who lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, and he will give to you once again liberally. God he, he likes to give an abundance. He wants to give an abundance of wisdom. He wants to give an abundance of the Holy Ghost. He wants to give an abundance of joy, an abundance of peace. He wants an abundance of the love of God welling up on the inside of you to be a light and a witness to those around you. Come on, I'm preaching. However, that wisdom, it's something we need to cling to. Because just because we have it today doesn't guarantee we have it tomorrow. Just like peace, as I taught on a few weeks ago, that we need to pursue peace and then work to maintain it. Wisdom is the same way. We need to pursue wisdom and then nurture it and work to maintain it and protect it and guard it and value it and esteem it. And as we do that, then it can begin to operate in our lives. But Solomon, over a slow drift of time, began to fade away from the wisdom of God and began to allow the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life to come in and corrupt him and take over his life to where he started marrying foreign women. And his life began to take a drastic turn in the wrong direction. I'm telling you guys today, the wisdom of God could very well save your life. if we dare to yield to it now knowledge and wisdom we hear a lot of of those two words oftentimes simultaneously in the same sentence wisdom and knowledge they're they're closely associated but they are very different you can have and i like this you can have knowledge without wisdom but you cannot have wisdom without knowledge let me say that again (laughs) Because that was just something the Lord showed me today. You can have knowledge without wisdom. But you cannot have wisdom without knowledge. Let me let me kind of explain that. So knowledge is simply gaining information. There's a lot of people with a lot of head knowledge. They're intellectuals. They are smart. Sometimes too smart for their own good to where it actually um hampers a childlike faith because of their intellectual knowledge that they have accrued the pharisees had great knowledge but they were they had a form of godliness but denied the power so we can accrue a lot of knowledge it's a lot like james says be not just a hearer of the word but also a doer of the word hearing the word Learning the word, you are acquiring and attaining knowledge. But until you learn to rightly apply that knowledge, wisdom has not yet been exercised. So knowledge is attaining the information, and wisdom is knowing how to rightly apply it. This book that we're reading as a a leadership team makes this strong statement. And I've said it for years, and Pastor Greg said it to me probably 10 years ago, and it, it stuck with me. But the pain of discipline is less than the pain of regret. The pain of discipline is less than the pain of regret. How many know it It, it takes discipline to get up early in the morning and go to the gym? Hello. You know, that I, I'm snuggied in here. You know, this is kind of nice. Um I, I could really go for another hour of sleep. But how many know that discipline that says, you know what, I'm going to get up out of bed, I'm going to go to the gym, or that's just physical fitness. Say, you know, you're wanting some spiritual fitness, and I'm going to get up an hour early, and I'm going to spend time with God. That is a discipline, and there is a pain in that. Your flesh is is going to... There's a pain in the flesh. Your spirit is yearning for it, but your flesh is saying, no, thank you. (laughs) But yet the reward of discipline far outweighs the sacrifice. The reward of discipline far outweighs the temporary pain that you might experience in that moment. However, the pain of regret has a way of lingering on and sometimes sticks with us sometimes doesn't seem to go away and the pain of regret can often cause consequences in our lives the pain of regret and the shoulda coulda woulda's of life it definitely pays to get on the pain of discipline wagon as opposed to the pain of regret. So as we grow and we walk in the wisdom of God, being both hearers and doers of God's word, that wisdom is also going to help us to discern, to be sensitive to the voice of God, to the inward witness, to have ears to hear, eyes to see and a heart to comprehend, to understand what God is wanting to tell us you know in the earth today God uses people to speak into our lives God gives us leaders God gives us pastors gives God gives us um, mentors in our life for a reason to impart truth and wisdom and insight into our lives to help us to avoid heartache and to get us on the track that we need to go on you know we can learn from both the successes and the failures of other people and and in that book that we're reading it's it's talking a lot about that 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 people all through the bible were put in there dumb people that we can relate to smart people that we can glean from and and take heed to their counsel take heed to their experience both good and bad we can learn from the good. We can learn from the bad. We can learn from both sides of things, successes and failures. You know, it's, 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 it's great. It's awesome to learn from our own personal mistakes, and we're all going to have them and are going to continue to have mistakes in our lives where we miss the mark, where we just flat fell on our face or, or sometimes due to ignorance we, we just didn't know. We don't know what we don't know sometimes. And sometimes, you know, and I've said this before, ignorance is not bliss. You know, Hosea 4.6 says we're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And that's so why we got to get that word in us. We got to get that light shining. So learning from our mistakes and our failures is good and is, is important. But oftentimes, like I said, there can be consequences a- attached to that, and it can also delay and even detour our God-given destiny. So the more that we can learn from other people, the more that we can actually accelerate into our God-given destiny rather than being delayed or detoured from our God-given destiny. I like that. If we apply wisdom, if we learn from other people's mistakes and failures, I tell you what, it can save us so much pain and heartache and can really put us on the fast track to what God has for us. You know, the enemy is a liar. He is a deceiver. He blinds many from the truth of God's word that can actually set people free. You know, people just walking around in the world today, many just like zombies of the apocalypse, you know, and they're just blinded to the truth because the god of this world is trying so hard to keep people blinded and in darkness because they know if that veil is removed and light is shown in and the gospel is preached and they get the revelation of what jesus has done for them he knows that he's in trouble i like this statement here if the enemy if he can't if he can keep us blind he can keep us bound if he can keep us blind he can keep us bound so he's trying to just keep us in darkness the people in the world that don't know god are already in darkness with a veil over their eyes they're they're walking on thin ice and they don't even know it however he can do it in the believer's life too He will use pride. The Bible says that that pride causes us to be blind. And it's a way of putting blinders on us so that we are stumbling around in life rather than intentionally and purposefully staying the course that God has for us and running the race to the end. If He can keep us blind, He can keep us bound. The Word of God is light, and it causes the darkness to flee. Knowing truth, the truth of God's Word and applying it to our lives will bring freedom to our lives. And I wanted to close with this to kind of tie in with taking blinders off, getting getting to see, getting wisdom, getting, getting revelation. You know, there's something about revelation You know, there's knowledge and then there's revelation knowledge. Knowledge can just be accrued naturally. But revelation knowledge can only be acquired supernaturally through the Holy Spirit of God on the inside of you. That revelation knowledge is like a a light bulb that goes off on the inside where you've been reading that Scripture over and over and over and over again and you think and you thought that you knew it but one day revelation knowledge goes off and there's a light bulb that that comes on in your spirit and revelation does bring transformation and so paul's prayer here is as i was saying i was going to tie in a little bit what we've been some, some powerful teaching on the book of ephesians and i encourage you guys Um, If you haven't heard it, go on to our um, YouTube page and and please check those services out on on Ephesians. But I want to close with Ephesians 1, verse 15 through 23. So we kind of started out with Solomon and his prayer for wisdom and the impact that that had on his life and his kingship early on. And then we saw his life void of wisdom and how it was a downward spiral and somewhat led to his demise where we read of him in Ecclesiastes lamenting and saying, you know what, the things of this world, you're just grappling after the wind. But Paul goes on in similar fashion in Ephesians 1, verse 15 through 23. Let's go ahead and read that. says Paul saying here, Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, here we go once again, we're just bringing this thing around again to give you the Spirit, wisdom, I should say, that comes from above, from the wisdom of the ages, the Lord Jesus Christ, that He would give you the Spirit of wisdom and insight or wisdom and revelation so that you might grow in your knowledge of God, your relationship with God. And I pray that your hearts would be flooded with light so you can understand the confident hope He has given to those He has called, His holy people who are His rich and glorious inheritance. That's you and me. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in Him. This is the same power that raised Christ from the dead and seated Him at the place of honor at God's right hand In the heavenly realms. Now he is far above. I'll just say that far above. Any ruler or authority or power or leader. or Anything else in this world. And in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ. And has made him head over all things. For the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fill th- things everywhere with Himself. Now, we just read that Christ is seated in heavenly places. How many know, spiritually speaking, you are, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places right now? In the Spirit, we're in Jesus' lap on the throne. We might be sitting in these seats down here, but spiritually speaking, we're far above with the one who has the name above all names we are seated with him in heavenly places so whatever is going on down here my prayer is for that spirit of wisdom and revelation to come alive on the inside of you that light bulb to come off within you that you would be flooded with light of the truth of god's word so that we would not be deceived in these last days where, where we hear um, words and people speaking so crafty. They're speaking lies that sound like truth. We're going to have the wisdom of God, as, as Paul says in 2 Timothy 2.15, I believe, that we are to, write, um, that we are to um, study to show ourselves approved. Workers who need not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth there's a lot of people contaminating the word of god today and we need the holy spirit and his wisdom to rightly divide the word of truth so we are not deceived in these last days when false teachers and false prophets are coming and 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 taking just little nuggets of 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 the Word of God, but twisting it and perverting it like, the, like Satan did tempting Jesus in Matthew 4 in the wilderness, taking Scriptures out of context. It's the wisdom of God that will help you to understand the Word of God. It is the wisdom of God that will help you rightly divide the Word of truth. It is the wisdom of God that will help you know what God is saying in His Word. It is the wisdom of God that is going to allow His truth to take root on the inside of you to where you will not be shaken and you will not
1: be moved. Man, great message tonight. Pastor Terry just preaching a, a good word. And, you know, just a little problem that I've been having as of late is... Um, I don't know what's going on in the world today, but um, the print is getting smaller. And... Uh, and so, it's—I don't know if it's just me—but oh, and and so, the other day, the other day, uh, we had to put something together, and so, how I me mean, you know the Holy Spirit is our helper. Thank God for the Holy Spirit to help us, and what Pastor Terry is really talking about is ask the holy spirit to help you in life wisdom but there's a part to play and so the other day we're we're putting this thing together and you open up the box and this instructions come out and the print was so small to me and uh so i'm looking at it and trying to to read it and i just thought you know i'm an intelligent human being i don't need this This was going through my mind. And about that time, my wife slides these over because she's like the Holy Spirit, the helper. So I put these on, grabbed the instructions and went, oh, man, I'm glad I didn't do this on my own because I would have missed some pieces in my guessing how to put this thing together. And so God's given us life, and He's given us instructions. And sometimes the Holy Spirit is the glasses to be able to see what we're reading. And so many times we go through life without the instructions and without the ability to read, and we miss pieces. We say stupid things at the right time. We do dumb things that hurt ourselves and others we fall into pitfalls that we could have avoided all because we didn't apply the Holy Spirit to read the instruction manual. And really what Pastor Terry is saying is, are we in the Word of God so He can speak to us daily? Because if we read His Word, we'll be attuned to His voice as we go our daily through our day so would we all just stand here just for a moment as we close are we applying the instructions God has given us not based upon our own merits or how we're doing compared to our neighbors because that doesn't matter but are you hearing God for you Do you have time in God's Word every day? Because if we're not applying His Word to your life, you will miss pieces to what He's trying to build in your life. Heavenly Father, we just close this service with a challenge to all of us to apply your word in a terribly complicated and confusing season of history. Lord, we need wisdom to navigate, which means it's more important than ever before. We are putting on the Holy Spirit to teach us and show us truth and revelation in your word so we don't miss pieces say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, act the wrong way. But Father, we don't go through our life and say dumb things like, well, hindsight is 20 We are believers who are marching forward and we have twenty-twenty vision going into every situation and every circumstance because we're not seeing things through our own lenses. We're seeing things through Your lens. So Father, I thank You that we consecrate ourselves to be people who read the instructions. We thank you. Holy Spirit, right now, if we're here and we're not having time, Lord, show, bring your loving conviction to show us where we can place your word in our life on a daily, regular basis. So you will bless us You will give us the wisdom of Solomon. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Someone said amen. Amen.